New news around plans to reduce our speed limits. So it turns out, you ready for this? There's no cost-benefit analysis either A, done, or B, planned. Dropping speed limits by as much as 40 k's in some places will slow freight movements, of course, add extra costs, and in transport time is money. Transporting NZ boss Nick Liggett back with us. Nick, morning. Hi, Mike. So no homework done. Would that surprise you? Sadly, no. I mean, the fact that evidence isn't produced for these very serious decisions around transport, uh, whether it's speed, whether it's new roads or or road maintenance, as we talked about last week, um, you've got to be able to justify policy and funding decisions in transport. And this is another example of where that just hasn't happened. Do you have to justify it or can you just do whatever you want these days? Just have a thought bubble and that'll do. (laughs) It appears that uh, you can do that, unfortunately. But our message is that if you slow down trucks, you slow down the economy. And in many cases where speeds are slowed, you're going to require additional trucks to be put on to fulfil the freight task. Mm. And if if you create you know, congestion where trucks are idling in traffic, you're adding to emissions. Right. So um, if the government research what happens when you slow down the mode of transport that delivers 93% of our freight, they would have found that it really has the potential to restrict our economy's productive capacity at a time when we, we obviously badly need it to function uh, because the trucking industry is going to help carry us out, I think, into growth that we need to combat the inflationary pressures we've got currently. Do you think that they secretly know all of that? And if they do, do you think they care? I'm not so sure they there is a full understanding of that, but I think what trumps it is this, ideological push to make it less attractive to drive a truck or drive a car, the view that if you slow roads down and you don't keep them maintained, people are going to choose other modes of transport. I I don't think there's an appreciation of what roads, good roads, safe roads do for our economy. And there is, of course, this obsession with other modes of transport. Mm. Now, we're not saying don't invest in cycling, don't invest in pedestrians don't invest in rail, it just needs to be balanced for goodness sake. Yeah. And that's we, we've lost that balance and, and unfortunately the economy is going to suffer at a time that we can least afford it. You can't haul freight on a bike. You cannot. No. You can, and, and you know Mike, this is the other thing that perhaps your listeners might be a bit surprised at. We, we can't carry about 6% of our freight at the moment on trains and, and that's good for bulk, it's good for distance, but in reality, we probably are never going to carry more than about 10%. And um, there is this sort of view that rail can save the world. But unfortunately, in a long, thin country like New Zealand with pretty limited rail networks, we're never going to do that. People pick the mode of freight that actually works best for the economy, and that is still trucking. And yep. it's got to be safe, and it's got to be efficient. Do you talk to government? And when you do talk to government, do you think any of this sinks in or not really? We do talk to government. Uh, and... Some of it sinks and obviously some of it doesn't. I mean, Michael Wood is a, is a smart guy as Minister of Transport. Um, and I think he listens to our industry and other industries. But I think that the wider agenda around alternative modes of transport, this fundamentalist belief that you can stick something on a train or put people on a bike and the world is going to continue as it always has. I do think that overrides common sense and balance where it comes to transport decisions. And we've got to get back to a rebalancing that can help our economy. Good on you, Nick. Appreciate your time as always. Nick Liggett, Transporting New Zealand Chief Executive.